Lily, what's something that works so well that it's basically magic? I, not to be so American, but I love aircon. Another thing that works like magic is selling whatever you want to sell on Shopify. And you're using Shopify? I'm using Shopify magic to whip up captivating content that converts. And do they have amazing customer service when you have a snag or a rafu? Oh yes, when a rafu comes to town, my dear, I simply call them, I phone them up on my telephone. Oh, so wonderful. What you need to do is you need to sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash book club, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash book club now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash book club. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Annabay. Annabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Who's that knocking at the door? It's all your friends, you filthy whore. Your husband's gone, and we've got books and a bottle of wine to kill. It's Hollywood. It's books. It's gossip. I'm shook. It's memoirs. It's martinis. It's Studio 54. It's Celebrity Book Club. Come read it while it's hot. Celebrity Book Club. Tell your secrets, we won't talk. Celebrity Book Club. No boys are allowed. Celebrity Book Club. Club. Buzz me in, I brought the Cuervo. Hey, hey best, best friend! friend. Uh, woo, what a crazy week it's been since oh, we last recorded our podcast. So much has happened. So much has gone down. Yeah. And yet, we're still talking about the same book. Still same book, because some books... Are too juicy. Too juicy. For one episode. So Brittany really, she joins... Only one alum in the CBC universe. Of Prince Ari. Prince Ari of getting a part two, who also, you could say, was also under a conservatorship. Oh, absolutely. And such a victim of the American media and misogyny as well. Misogyny has really struck him down. Yeah. And made him fight even harder. I know. And he's such a good dancer. <laughs> And his choreo is so good. And his voice. Oh, my God. It's not Adele. Right. But so it's Adele. like, you know, sexy. It's yeah. sultry. No, they are absolute soul sisters. So, Stephen, I wanted us to do a little reading to kick things off of part two. Okay. And it's the lyrics 
to the not hit song, but he thought it was going to be a hit song, Popozal by Britney Spears' ex-husband, Kevin Federline. The song Popozal means big ass in Portuguese. There's an intro. Yodel, grunt, oink, oink, chuckle, ow, bark, bark, chuckle. Po, 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 popozal, popozal. In Portuguese, it means bring your ass on the floor and move it real fast. I want to see a kitty with a little bit of titty. Want to know where I go when I'm in the city. <laughs> I did left you that last stanza after city. Okay, I see. Okay. Girl, don't you worry about all the dough because a cat is coming straight out of the no. Ready to rock those shows on the way to Rio. Bring that Brazil booty on the floor. <laughs> Now I'm realizing I feel like he was probably trying to capitalize. I feel like the early 2000s like were really Brazil focused. Like, oh, that's where like sexy people club in Rio. And like Giselle. People were just, yeah, Giselle was becoming huge. And everyone was like, Brazil is the hot new country. Like way before Armenia and the Kardashian revolution. Like it was all about was Brazil. Brazil. And you want to be sexy, you're Brazilian. And- <laughs> you want to look sexy. And Kevin Federline was like, yo, that's dope. What's insane is that Kevin Federline was sort of such a like a national joke from the beginning. He never was not. And like, you know, Britney like knew this to some extent, but she was so gutted by her breakup with Justin that she was just like not in right. Like basically he's a rebound with Justin. I thought there was like so much more time, but the way she tells it, she was still like hurting so much and struggling and like Justin written her the letter. And like in the book, she's like, it makes you cry still thinking about it. And so here comes Kevin, this man who wants to hold her. She goes on this whole thing that's also very like I just got out of a conservatorship. where She's like, y'all, this may sound very not feminist, but even if you make all the money and you're a powerful (laughs) woman in business during the day, sometimes at the end of the day, you just want a man to hold you. Yeah. And it's like, I don't think anyone is thinking that's like not. Yeah, it's crazy. I thought well, she's she being was, like, I'm trad, like I want to be held. Right. I guess I thought she was gonna say, like, oh, she wants like such a top, which I think is what she means. Yeah, I don't think she's implying that she's pegging her boyfriend. No, but I mean <laughs> she's doing it in a much more like G-rated way of just like, oh, I want my boyfriend to like hold me at the end of the night, rather than like, no, I do want him to call the shots when I get home from my big powerful business woman. No, yeah, she's job. not even saying that. She's not saying, like, I want to cook and clean. She's literally just being like, I want to be held. I want a guy to be big. I want to feel small. It's like, welcome to all girls. Yeah, it's called hello. being a bottom. Wake up. <laughs> <laughs> and there's that part where she goes, he just held her in a swimming pool for hours. Yeah. Which is... the is, ultimate way to feel small Well, because it's like girl, being it's back in the less. womb. Well, yes, you also feel weightless. It's like also like being on the moon. That's why every girl wants to be an astronaut because you weigh less in space. <laughs> Every girl. I disagree on that. I don't think a lot of girls want to be astronauts. I I don't want to be an astronaut. That's my least wanted job. Least (laughs) Least wanted? wanted. They don't want me and I don't want them. Okay. (laughs) NASA's not trying to hire me. And You see NASA at a party (laughs) downtown. You guys are like, yeah, I'm good. No, I'm good. And they're like, hey, Lily. I'm like, we talked about this. Back off. (laughs) Stop sending me offers. But yeah, so she does want to be held in a pool <laughs> and, and it's weightless, but it's also a return to the womb. And right. like there is like an unresolved dad, daddy issue there. But, you know, as bad of a 
musician as Kevin Federline was, and it's so insane how he was just this kind of classic like hanger on who was like smoking weed with his boys and like thought he was making an album, and she was just being like, "Y'all, like I'm having your babies, like I'm also like recording so many albums, but like doing a better job of it, like." can you literally show the F up? And he was like, no, I'm just going to like wear my big chains. When Britney and Kevin got together, I mean, and their show, Chaotic, was yeah. on UPN. Yeah. One of the best shows Crazy. in the entire I remember there's world. this scene and it's like night vision and she's on like a treadmill and Faye, yes. Miss Faye, uh, Felicia comes in and she's just like, hey, Britney, like where have you been? And she's just been, we've been having sex, sex. all day. <laughs> And it's like the green footage and it's so grainy and she's just like on the treadmill like No, and there were so many moments in Chaotic when she's just like, yeah, we just had sex. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's so funny because they were received so differently. You know, she's like, me and Kevin were so into each other. She goes, we phone tour diaries together. The original concept was a documentary, like Madonna's Truth or Dare. But it became more like a collection of her <laughs> our home movies, especially after I got hurt again. It was later released as a reality show on UPN called <laughs> Britney and Kevin Chaotic. And it's like Truth or Dare, which was such a like black and white, yeah. like shot, more no. auteur, you know, music, sexy like, doc. It's all about like the backup dancers and like the vision like for the right. show and this was more like well she hurt her knee on the onyx hotel tour and then she was like mostly just fucking kevin <laughs> like at their home gym so it was kind of more about that ultimately and, like them smoking parliaments <laughs> yeah. and then like fucking but then it's like the fame bug got him and all of a sudden he wants to record popo zao and just like honestly the moment they let him in a recording studio he gets so annoying and is so just like yeah, I actually have to like record my homies, Brittany. Yeah, and he's just like filling the studio with so much fucking smoke, having all his bros around and like not even hanging out with her anymore. And she's like, and, like barring her from coming to set. It's literally insane. And then also one of her managers like switches to Kevin. Yeah. I just, Everyone's betraying her left and right. And it is crazy. a little, I do wonder. I mean, obviously, free Britney, and I love Britney. Same. But someone being like, ooh, I work for Britney, the biggest pop star ever. Why don't I switch camps to her, like, loser husband's yeah. camp? And then, like, one of her ex-team members is, like, won't even let her talk to Kevin? One thing that she does admit in this book is during this time and then also then post the custody battle when she was, like, going out a lot, and she was like, I wasn't that crazy. I was just, like, going out sometimes. She was like... I was a little bit of a monster. Like, she says it a couple times yeah. where she was like, I was being really loud at restaurants. I would lie on the table at restaurants. Oh, in her crazy period? That's like when, like, Paris broke her and she's like, we'd go out. I would do anything. I would swear. Yeah, and she's doing so much Adderall and cursing at a restaurant. But I do wonder if maybe, like, she was maybe more annoying to be around and work with and like not in the classic diva sense but kind of like in just like an unhinged girl way yeah where you're just like i don't know maybe it would be easier because like obviously like i'm sure britney was funding popos out yeah she that's like, so not like he had some guy is like ooh, i can like smoke weed and kind of k-fed rather than like follow britney around as she is being so like probably driving a car so crazy and like going to some Mercer and like lying on a table being like, I'm a crazy. Yeah. 
because obviously, like, what was done to her is, like, the worst thing that anyone's ever done to anyone in the history of the world. And, like, she deserves nothing but restitution and her family should all be in prison. But the amount of people who betray her, it is a little bit just like, well, why did so many people, people betray, betray you? you no, know, I know. Because, like, she mentions it again. Like, a lot of people who switch teams are like, and then they went to... They work for me, she, and then they work for Kefa, then they work for me, but then they work for Justin. There's a part where she talks about this security guard who, like, testifies against her in one of her conservatorship trials. This guy brings Gloria Allred, who, by the way, like, Gloria Allred is, like, Miss Power feminist, like, lawyer who is, like, constantly stabbing women in the back, and, like, that's her whole thing is being, like, twisted. So he gets wrapped by Gloria Allred. My management team quit. A bodyguard went to court with Gloria Allred by his side as a witness in the custody case. He said I was doing drugs. So it's like, why is your own bodyguard getting wrapped by Gloria Allred? And maybe it's just the dad is like offering kickbacks. I think the dad is offering kickbacks. I think she was like being annoying. Yeah, I'm just like, I don't know. I guess people are insanely selfish and they will do anything for money. But this, that seems crazy to me. If you're a bodyguard, your job is to protect someone. Oh, please. Bodyguards, though? And you would go to court and lie and stab her in the back? People on forensic files are always, like, killing their wives for a $40,000, like, life insurance policy. It's true. So <laughs> <laughs> it's always him just being like, well, I had to shoot her absolutely in the head because she just signed a $32,000 life insurance policy. Yeah. So no, it's, it's like true. if you're a bodyguard and Jamie is like, let me talk to you. I'll give you $600,000. If you I'll testify you the that, car. that Brittany is taking drugs and is unfit to manage her finances, then you're just like, all right, sure. She also is so Adderall. Yeah. I mean, this is what I'm saying where I do think that she is maybe a little bit annoying and that's why everyone betrayed her because right. Adderall <laughs> makes you so annoying. Well, and I think she's a classic girl who's like, I'm a spaz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can we talk about her music? Well, it's interesting you say that because I was, <laughs> I love her music and I've I been love her dying music. to favorite, talk about favorite it. Favorite Britney song, go. Oh, it's so hard. Like, oops. You know, the classics. Oh, wow. Oops, but like Gimme More kind of might be to my me, favorite. Okay, In the Zone's my favorite album, her fourth album, and Touch of My Hand, which is a song about masturbation. Oh, you're so Touch of My Hand. Because <laughs> it has like a slight like Eastern sound to it, which was very big in music at that point. No, <laughs> like your favorite song of music, it's like it's Sting. If Sting is on it, there's no. like a Sanskrit. There's like no. on the album cover, there's like an Eastern sound. And it's like kind of about something. You're like, what? You're like, okay, it's about masturbation. You're no, like, absolutely. <laughs> that is her most Sting coded album. And Touch of My Hand is, yeah, it's got a sting vibe to it. And I'll say the Gimme More remix with T.I. on it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Remix girl. Remix girl. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like a Britney girl. As Britney says, like, they were always not wanting me to do remixes. And remixes are with... so fun. Yeah, but the remix with T.I. I think is really fun. She says in this book like 10 different times, Blackout was the best work of my career. She says that so much and I'm kind of like, True. True. I remember that album came out. It was during the craziest period of her life. And we were all like, I don't know what's going on with Britney. Like, they're pulling her away on Gurney. She's shaving her head. Like, Kevin Federline's crazy. Like, Blackout comes out, and you're like, whoa, fuck. Like, A, it's called Blackout, which is insane. Because, like, she's always, like, being so, like, getting out of a car with her pussy out with Paris Hilton. Right. And where we were all made to think right, that, that she, she was an alcoholic. But actually, she was just doing some Adderall and, like, some drinks, but it was totally Which, again, normal. goes back to the annoying thing. Like, 
It's like the most annoying girl is actually not the girl who's so drunk, even though she may be. But it's like the girl who's like, I don't need to drink. I'm so <laughs> crazy without drinks. <laughs> Yeah, no, that girl and that girl's like, oh, you know what we should do after this? Go to an arcade. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's make milkshakes and go to an arcade and then dance and do cartwheels through an arcade. No, and everyone's and, like, what if we like went to a bar? Yeah, or how you calm all the way down? <laughs> um, she, so this album comes out, it's literally called Blackout, like Radar, like Give Me More, like all- Womanizer, woman- right? No, no, that's no. off circus. Oh, okay. Wake up, Lily. <laughs> Tell me you're not a gay man without telling me you're not a gay man. You think Womanizer is off of Blackout? <laughs> I'd love to be surrounded by LGBTQTs all the time. And sometimes I get my gay friends confused because I have so many of them. We should also discuss, I think for my birthday, you got me or basically your parents got us Britney tickets. We saw that. We saw that. Yeah, the Dream Within a Dream tour, which she talks about loving in this book. She was like, the Dream Within a Dream tour was really exciting because there was a point where like it's her and like she's dancing with like a video of herself and like it's more conceptual. Tour blew my mind. I don't think I've seen anything like these effects. We saw that at the Boston Garden. The Boston Garden. Now the TD Garden. TD Bank. And I think when we saw it, it was the Fleet Fleet Center. Center. Fleet Center. Excuse me. So enslaved for you, she's fully like jungle. Mm -hmm. And from the ceiling, this rain. Yeah, it was crazy. And then a net drops. Yeah. And she's like being like tiger, girl. And there were so many like holographs of rain no, at no, that concert. The special effects, I was like, y'all. I was like, how is this real? I'm like, pinch me. Pinch <laughs> me. I'm pinch dreaming me. within a dream. And I remember we made signs that said, like, I love you, Brittany, or like Brittany forever. And she well, does definitely this, Brittany forever. And she <laughs> forever. For shiz, for we was so pimp. And <laughs> she does this thing at the end of the concert where she like walks around on stage and points at people like very Taylor Swift pointing, <laughs> pointing. and she like points at anyone with a sign and remember she pointed at me and and you're Britney forever girl, oh, girl. you were eating I was eating yeah. I was fucking eating when fucking Britney pointed at me she was so fab and so fun and I couldn't believe it some of the songs on that tour were also so insanely like childlike. Talk about the infantilization. Well, I remember anticipating. Do you know that song? It's like, I'll be anticipating. This is our song. They're playing. I don't remember that. But it's I off mean, of the third album, Britney. But she was like in a little like cardboard oh, convertible. Yes. And it's like a pink cardboard convertible. It's very like Barbie movie coded. Yeah. My favorite kind of baby song of hers, which... I feel like became a little more like, oh, this is like hilarious. It's like ridiculous for Crossroads. Not a girl. Not, not yet, yet a, a woman. woman. Which also could have been the title of this book. Literally. Yeah, that song is a totally cheesy ballad. No, but, but... I mean, then it was being like, oh, this is so cheesy and ridiculous. Uh, uh, not and girl. Not yet a woman. <laughs> yeah. But it basically she's saying at the end of this book, she's not a girl, but she's also not yet. A woman. a woman. Still trying to figure it out. She'll get there soon. So she starts working with Max Martin, like, early in her career. Dark child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when she records Baby One More Time, she's I think she's in Sweden with him. And the night before we recorded Baby One More Time, I was listening to Soft Cell's Tain in Love and fell in love with that sound. I stayed up late so that I'd go into the studio tired, my voice fried. It Genius. worked. 
when I sang it, it came out gravelly in a way that sounded more mature and sexier. Mind blown. Well, as we know from this book that we read, she's method. Yeah. So not only is she method in her music, she's method in acting. She says in Crossroads, she was living life post-Crossroads as a naive 16-year-old girl, which you're kind of like, but you are a naive 16-year-old. <laughs> like, that was already the personality, as you've been stating so much this in this book. This entire time. And she's like, I didn't know how to turn the method off. And you're like, okay. okay. And that's why she's glad that she didn't get cast With in the notebook, the notebook. even though it? she slayed her audition, which many of y'all have been seeing going around on the interwebs. Super viral. She says, I'm so glad I didn't book the notebook. While it would have been fun to reunite with my fellow Mouseketeer, Ryan Gosling, she, <laughs> she goes, I would have been stuck in the mind of a 1940s heiress. <laughs> and I wouldn't have been able to like release that and it's like huh so you're saying like you would have been walking around which is so Brittany being like my my world's fair is tomorrow <laughs> and she's like I hope my husband doesn't go to war <laughs> and it's just Kevin Federline <laughs> and she's like packing him such a like war <laughs> satchel of rations she's like here's milk for the bus ride <laughs> Oh, go fight those Germans. (laughs) (laughs) Celebrity Book Club. Lily, what's something that works so well that it's basically magic? I, not to be so American, but I love aircon. It's incredible. It's incredible. I, I used to sweat like a hog. Well, another thing that works like magic is selling whatever you want to sell on Shopify. Now, that's the global commerce platform that helps you... It turns customers into cold, hard pounds sterling, my dear. It's a no-excuses business partner. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. And you're using Shopify. I'm using Shopify magic to whip up captivating content that converts from blog posts to product descriptions. And do they have amazing customer service when you have a snag or a rafu? Oh, yes. When a rafu comes to town, my dear, I simply call them. I phone them up on my telephone. Oh, so wonderful. So here's what I want you to do. I'm sure you have a business or something. You probably sell some beautiful sweaters that you're hand-knitting with your daughter, maybe. What you need to do is you need to sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash book club. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash book club now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash book club. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. 
When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Back to the music. Back to the music. She got her record deal by doing Whitney. Yeah. She does Whitney, who's one of her idols growing up. I bet she auditioned with I Want to Dance for somebody. Wait, do you remember the part in the beginning where she kind of low-key reveals that it's her family's black maid (laughs) that (laughs) inspires her? Because the thing about Britney is that her mom's family is actually a little bit rich. Because of the British grandmother. Yeah. And the whole thing. And and she was like, Grandma Lynn did have a housekeeper. And she would sing gospel to herself. And I thought it was so beautiful. (laughs) Southern white people in books love being like, I loved my my housekeeper. Yeah, it's housekeeper. You're like, Huh. I'm like, made vibes. You're like, was she allowed to leave? Leave? Was she under a conservatorship? (laughs) But I think what the Max Martin Baby One More Time episode reveals is that, you know, Britney is so much more strategic than people ever gave her credit for, especially under conservatorship. And she really understands strategy that goes into songwriting. And it was her idea to put Madonna on me against the music. She really liked the song. And her team and everyone at the record label was like, I don't know, like we don't really want to push this song. And she was like, I was pushing for it so hard. I just done I'm a slave for you and on my last record and Barry Weiss, who ran my label, wanted more songs like that. But I was pushing for me against the music. Then what if we do a feature on it? I said, a song can become a massive hit because of the event that drives it. I thought if we could find someone to be on the song, we could create a story around it. Who do you want to feature? My manager asked. Her, I said, pointing across the room at Madonna. Let's get her on the song. (laughs) And he goes, holy shit. Yeah, that'd work. Instead of asking her through her team, we agreed that I would ask her directly. So I'm like, is she pointing to like a photo of Madonna? Or she just across the room and Madonna's like also having a random meeting. And they're at this this, this insanely long conference table. (laughs) I do feel like I'm sure it's so many gold records. Like that's such a movie scene where they're like, Brittany. What are we going to do is your new single. And she's like, I have an idea. <laughs> and points. And they're like, what are you talking about? And they look and they're like, it's <gasps> That's so crazy. It, could it work. just might work. And a- another amazing creative direction moment she has, literally first video, they want it to be so Millennium and Power Rangers and she's like, yeah, baby, one more time. She's like, like, no, yeah. I, she's like, I'm literally a teen. Like, she let's do like, it in a fucking high school. Let's do it in a high school. I'm a teen. I'm sexy. And she goes, all people want to see is me in like sexy Catholic schoolgirl outfit and then change into real clothes. No, it's funny that she thinks that that's like the huge selling point of that video, that it's not just the fucking schoolgirl uniform. It's that like, she's like, it's the schoolgirl uniform. No, me. it's the reveal that she's actually wearing like kind of like lounge pants. And, she's in track pants and, <laughs> and a like track pants. And you're kind of That's just, what like, people wanted to see. And you're like, that wasn't really... Kind of. She also really like <laughs> shoots home, shall I say, pun intended about what like a baller she is. Shoots home. And she's like, I love basketball. I guess that didn't really land. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I want to see you at a basketball game. Just going, shoot, shoot home. home. <laughs> shoot home. But I'm like, that is so Liberty WNBA game. I'm like, 
Come on, ladies, let's shoot home. <laughs> okay, so throughout the book, she's like, you guys, y'all, like my favorite times are just rehearsing dance or shooting on the court. She can't play video games. She can't shoot hoops. She's like, I'm dribbling. Well, and this is why she is A-list because she is A-list like- A-list girls play basketball. A-list girls play basketball. D-list girls play video games. A-list girls play basketball and hide in cabinets. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why we figured out why I wasn't picked to be on our middle school basketball team. Because you weren't A-list. No, even after years of girls basketball camp. <laughs> it just didn't really sink I think in. I was good. I think <laughs> I think it did sink in. Let's I think... maybe run the tape. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, and then like later on, she wants to do when she works with Dark Child. Um, <laughs> it's like she wants to do, I think, so many like cool remixes like during the conservatorship and like in Vegas or perform her remixes at the concert. And she's like, I know my fans want something different, which is true because everyone I know who went to that Vegas residency were like, she was vacant behind the eyes. Yeah. Like something is up. And this was kind of before the pre Britney. Yeah. And, like, and Britney was like, we have to do something else at this concert. I can't run through these same tracks and same choreo yeah. again. And then she's like, but then at a certain point I did like started to feel excited about performing again. Like she says, like, I will admit, like, those weren't my best performances. Yeah. And there was a time when I was just absolutely completely dead because well, of, of the conservatorship. And I was like not allowed to see my kids like or have fun or speak to anyone or drive a car. She also says the Onyx tour was like too sexual for her. Yeah. And it was her rebuttal to like Justin being like Having a sexy tour. Yeah, and she was like, okay, I guess I need to do a sexy tour, but she felt it was really forced. And this is, again, where this thing comes in. We're like, wow, you were so fucked up about the Justin breakup in a way that, like, I really don't, like, it just would have never tracked for me, you know? At the time, just, like, seeing her, would have never thought, oh, yeah, this girl's still broken up about a relationship from three years ago. No, because it also seemed like she was on fire. I do feel like the reason why, like, her music, though, is so successful and why it is more successful than Christina is because, like, it is more, like, 80s and Euro and Kylie Minogue informed. A hundred percent. And, like, Christina's being like, oh, 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 I mean, Dirty, yes. Is, I mean, I, and don't get me wrong. I love Christina. I have some CDs of hers. It's, like, 23 tracks? Stripped. Stripped is like 23 okay, tracks. So and there's a lot of interludes. And talking. I mean, Stripped is a very like, auteur album. Yes, and the songs are like, there's one song in Spanish called like, yeah. Nosotros. Yes. Okay. You're like, yeah, catch up. Yeah, <laughs> Wake up, bitch. I love that <laughs> album. But I think Christina, again, because of her voice, she feels that she needs to showcase it more and she's not willing to let the music like, Right, and do a toxic where it's like, no, your voice isn't being like showcased. Isn't showcased where it's like the music but is the star. But this is like the best song ever. Afraid. Okay, wait, I want to talk about Colin Farrell. You know what, Stephen? Too far. I actually, <laughs> no, it's too sensitive. Like, I'm still broken up about my breakup with Colin Farrell. <laughs> so I remember at the time, like, they appeared on a red carpet once, and I was just like, oh, that's probably just like for show. Like, they're not actually dating. Turns out they were. She goes, we wound up having a two-week brawl. Brawl is the only word for it. We were all over each other, grappling so passionately, it was like we were in a street fight. Damn. No. Um, I personally... You know he fucked. As a culture critic, I always actually did believe the Brittany Colin Farrell because, like, 
people want to fuck Colin Farrell. They certainly do. <laughs> no one is with Colin Farrell as like, this is a publicity thing. Yeah. Like, if you're standing next to Colin Farrell, like, it's he's happening. dicking you down. All the way down, honey. I remember I had this, like, teacher in college, and she had just gotten divorced. And she was like, have any of you guys seen In Bruges? <laughs> God, that movie is good. And it's like, okay, you're being very touch nope. of my hand. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I think they had a really cute thing. And it is sad when she says that she's like, for a second, she goes, as I had before when I felt too attached to a man, I tried to convince myself in every way that it was not a big deal, that we were just having fun. That in this case, I was vulnerable because I wasn't over Justin yet. But for a brief moment in time, I didn't think there could be something more. I'm just like, oh, I feel you, girl. Of it, course, if I'm dating Colin Farrell, I'd be oh like, my God, yes, let's get married. Like, also, if you're like brawling, if you're fucking nine hours a day with Colin Farrell, yeah. you're not thinking, oh, this is going to end yeah. in three days. And then she was like, I was trying to be social. Natalie Portman and I hosted a New Year's party <laughs> that together. Was so insane. Well, because Natalie is a fellow masketeer. Wait, she was that? Well, she met her like in the audition. She's like, I right, met. It's right, always right. like when anyone ever talks about the Mouseketeers, yeah. it's always, there was another very young, pretty, yeah. <laughs> brown-haired girl. Yeah. <laughs> and it's either like Carrie Russell or Natalie Portman. But I was also like, her trial of relationships is really sad because she says after KFED and Justin, she says, I could not trust anyone. Well, and then also in the conservatorship, her parents would do a blood test on anyone that she wanted to date. For the first date, they had to blood test. Medical records, blood test, government background check. So it's like she dated all of these like creepy guys. And I'm sorry, like her like full like Persian gay Instagram boyfriend that she was with for five years. He just seems so Instagram gay to me. Yeah. And he just. And they and, like, all seem weirdly gay. And like Jason Trowick is just like so creepy and like abusive. And then the paparazzi guy that she dated that they like didn't let her date anymore, even though all the other guys are also creepy. They're just, also like, creepy. I mean, is there anything gayer than dating Britney Spears? Certainly not. <laughs> well, dating Renee Zellweger. Yeah, like Kenny Chesney. Or Bradley Cooper. It's like a different type of gay that goes for Renee Zellweger. They'll be like, we'll be able to have really long conversations. And like gay guys just want to date Britney because they're just like, oh my God, I got to hang out with Britney mother. and her mother. <laughs> <laughs> I got to hang out with Britney all day. <laughs> the only straight man, I mean, K-Fed was so straight. Yeah. And that's why she liked him because he held her in a pool. And I watched that new film, Reptile. Um, the other night that Justin Timberlake is in, and I was He's like, in that? "Yeah, and he plays such a good, just like creepy realtor." Oh, interesting. And it's like it's kind of like who he is now. Yeah, I love how Macy's he is. He's gotten so dress shoes that are running shoes. Yeah, like, he's gotten so all birds all of a sudden, like polo and quarter zip. I think he was always that underneath the pimpitude. It's like remember when he launched William Rast, and it was like his like clothing line in like 2008 and it was being so like not even cross coated it was just being like a little bit reclaimed wood as a shirt oh it was bad i think that also just happens like some people can be so cool when they're young and then they and marry then they jessica gr- beale and they're like ultimately i'm like so christian yeah and they're like oh i have to be so boring and christian yeah just one funny thing about her at the end of her conservatorship speaking of movies and acting is she's like I love comedy. And the way I got through my conservatorship was 
watching comedy specials of Amy Schumer, Kevin Hart, Sebastian Menacusolo, who is like very like 70-year-old Italians are seeing him in Atlantic City, and he's like really popular. Is he like the Italian George Lopez kind yes, of? Yes, he's just being so like, you know when your wife is making a Sunday sauce, but she starts at 5 p.m., and everyone <laughs> is like, ah! And Brittany was just like, uh, so true. I love this. Don't you, Sam? <laughs> and he's, and like, he's like in a telegram chat with like 30 other gay guys. <laughs> I know when I was reading up on their divorce today, because I was like, wait, what happened? Because she prefers him as her husband in the yeah. book. Yeah. So that's super recent. It's super recent. I think it's May or something. Maybe his contract was up. And it says they're like there was infidelity rumors. It's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember her brother is very not really mentioned in this book except for in the beginning when he goes through this really traumatic car accident. No, it's a ATV accident, oh, which are so dangerous. They're so dangerous, and seven people a year die from them flipping over. And they were in the cornfields; they couldn't see each other, rammed into each other. And he got his whole body crushed. Every bone in his body was broken. And he became the star of the family. And Brittany slept in his room until she was 12, which I did raise an eyebrow at. And, like, even her parents were, like, creeped out by that. And they were like, you need to not sleep in here. And she talks about how he got all these presents when he was in the hospital. And she like, was like, it was Christmas every day. I think it was like she wanted to be near the, like, secondary attention and the halo that he had from being... Mm you know, the victim. And so she wanted a little bit of that angel dust. It's like Ty and Clueless when she almost falls in the Yeah, mall. and then everyone's obsessed with her. She also says in one of her many Jamie Lynn Spears drags, she goes, Jamie Lynn Spears was like that Ariana Grande song, Seven Rings. Oh, yeah. She, she got what she wanted. And they're buying her everything. And they're just being like, oh, like you just like teen pregnant girl like you're getting a Disney show like let's get you a talk show let's like buy you so many cars and houses meanwhile Britney is making us all the money and she's trapped so let's talk about Jamie Spears I mean timeline of Jamie Spears how she talks about her in this book she's like when I was famous and then I came back home she goes Jamie Lynn was just being a bitch she was like she was spoiled being a bitch I would always give her gifts being a bitch yeah when she is like shamed for shaving her head and all the stuff. She goes, my mom goes on Meredith Vieira to like talk shit about me basically. And they announce Jamie Lynn Spears pregnancy and the crowd erupts. And she's like, sorry, this girl's 16 and pregnant. But I'm getting dragged for just like wearing a bikini top like once. And everyone's being like, she's America's like slut. But like Jamie Lynn's fully 18 pregnancy. And I guess my question about Jamie Lynn Spears is like, well, you know, she wrote a book, too, like yeah. Dragging Brittany, no, like she, a year ago. Yeah. She talks about that. She's like, oh, and Jamie Lynn wrote a book. And fucking her mom wrote that book, like, heart to heart, and it's, like, so fucking bitchy. And Lynn went on a literally a book tour. Being like, oh, my daughter's so fucked up. It's awful. We really need to imprison her and take control of her finances forever. And I need to make so much money as we imprison her. Meanwhile, like... Britney is just like at full girl interrupted on lithium, like getting her blood pressure taken for no reason. And then she's like, every time I turn on the TV, I see like shots of like me shaving my head and my mom like fake crying on I mean, Good like, Morning it's America. So hard, and I'm sure. And Doctor Phil was like, "She's crazy. She's crazy. We need to give that girl a lobotomy. <laughs> we really need to off." Dr. Phil. Oh, yeah. Take him out. And Diane yeah. Sawyer, too. She needs to fucking go. I'm so mad at her. It's like every single interview, 
her with Whitney Houston giving the rudest interview. Being like, Whitney, you're addicted to crack and your husband is beating you. Tell me about it. And it's like the softest focus. <laughs> yes. And she's just being so like evil in news. And it's like she's being like, Brittany, why are you showing your tits and being such a slut, basically, in her interview? And Brittany's just being like, I just want to be myself. So like, she's like, I don't know. I'm wearing outfits. I'm going on tour. And Tyansor is like, clean it up. Like, you're an example to young women out there. Like, how dare you? Right. It's and like, Brittany's like, I just want to be myself. Tyansor needs to croak. Yeah. A fucking anti-woman. Anti- she's like the most anti-woman woman. Bitch. Yeah. Bury her. Fucking <laughs> bury her. No, I mean, the level of evil in this book, it's like, obviously, Jamie Spears first, then Diane Sawyer, then Jamie Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then just, like, then all the... Fed? I don't know. I'm back and forth on K-Fed. With Fed, I need more information, honestly. Yeah. With that. The thing about Jamie Lynn is with Nikki Hilton, I'm like, you are the sister. Like, you couldn't have said something. Yeah. But you... the thing is, like, it comes back to your point about the fame, where That's everyone wrong. is so jealous of her fame and they just want to take it away from her and control it and take her down and get some and no one's more jealous than the little sister and she does kind of admit in the book she's like and you know jamie lynn had to live in my shadow like for her whole life and like i guess that's hard and she's like she wasn't product of divorce i wasn't and it's like but you were watching your dad passed out like i don't know if there's a difference to that and then there's the brother who, like, was in one of the documentaries and was, like, said once, like, oh, it must be hard being followed around, but then also has been, like, quoted saying, like, she's out of control and she does need to be, like, conservatored. Yeah. And then I saw, like, one photo of him, like, lately, Brian Spears has been checking up on Britney after her divorce. I think this thing happened where the dad, obviously, is the evil mastermind, and I think, like, other people like in his orbit, like this other lawyer, like Louise, like but, that she well, mentioned, so who's like so twisted. There's Lou and yeah. then there's Robin. And also I think this whole thing started because Jamie Spears was in debt for, we don't even know why, $400,000 to this woman, Lou. And I literally think he was like, fuck, well, my daughter's going crazy. What if I just took control of all of her finances and paid back and brought in this woman yeah. so we could have our crazy business? So it's a little bit maybe Lou is the full mastermind. I think Lou is. And like <laughs> yeah. Lou is sort of the Carl Rove. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then like the Jamie Spears is the Dick Cheney. Mm, Lynn mm-hmm. is the Lynn Cheney. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then like Jamie Lynn is like the Donald Rumsfeld. Uh, yeah. Then Kevin Federline is honestly like the W. And then like like Britney is kind of like that person that Laura Bush killed <laughs> in a car accident. And Brian Spears is like, he is obviously evil. And but I think that everyone, like, it became this he, snowball where everyone was like, I guess we just have to, like, do what needs to be done. And yes. so the brother is just like, well, if the conservatorship is the thing that's happening, so everyone says this is best for Britney, so I guess this is what's no, best. exactly. Like, I think you can, like, even though it is so evil, you kind of can see how this thing can, like, spiral. And on the day-to-day, right. you know, she's also obviously getting crazier the more they, like, imprison her. So, like, Brian Spears is, like, showing up from Baton Rouge being like, damn, my sister is out of control. And they're like, see, we don't want to do this, but it's better this way. And it's so creepy. The one thing I want to mention before we get to segments is when she gets married to her childhood friend Jason Alexander in (laughs) Las Vegas— 
I don't even remember that night at all, but from what I've pieced together, he and I lounged around the hotel room and stayed up late watching movies. Mona Lisa's smile in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, then had the brilliant idea of going to a little white chapel at 3.30 in the morning. When we got there, another couple was getting married, so we had to wait. Yes, we waited in line to get married. I can't get over that she watched Mona Lisa smile. That killed me. Before she got married in Vegas. Turns over and goes, let's get married. <laughs> it made me think of Amanda Knox watching Amelie yes. with her boyfriend before <laughs> they did not commit murder in Italy. <laughs> there are just some movies that make you do crazy <laughs> things. <laughs> Mona Lisa smile, Amelie. These kind of early 2000s female protagonist <laughs> flicks. I like, I honestly remember Mona Lisa smile being kind of a slow flick. Yeah. So maybe she was like, let's out. turn up. Yeah, let's turn it the <laughs> fuck up. More shots getting married. <laughs> I would like to read the most chilling quote I found before we go to segments. This is um, right as the conservatorship has started, and we're back at the high bar with the bowl of receipts. Oh, I know what the line you're going to read. This one actually chilled me to the bone. My father shoved aside my bowl of receipts, setting up his <laughs> things on the bar. I just want to let you know, he said, I call the shots. I call the shots. You sit right there in that chair, and I'll tell you what goes on. I looked at him with a growing sense of horror. I'm Britney Spears now, he said. Oh. Horror film. Actual horror film. Horror film. Like, full get out. E, like, e. he's like in this like polo at her he's weird at high her bar. High mahogany <laughs> granite bar in her like wet bar office area. I'm Britney Spears, Spears now. now. I, he literally is like, I'm Britney, bitch. It's like, it's the scariest fucking thing in the world. Your dad <laughs> at your Ridgewood Ikea table <laughs> <laughs> pushing aside your bowl of receipts. <laughs> I'm Steven now. Daddy, no. no. Don't take over the Patreon finances. <laughs> Celebrity Book Club. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. 
Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. Oops, it's segments again. How does she live? What does she wear? What does Does she eat? eat? Okay, wait, so we should do it about, like, someone else in the book? Jamie. Jamie Lynn. Jamie Lynn. Or Kevin. Or Kevin and Maui. Or, Or, like, Jamie Spears. Oh, the father. Father. I think he's being so, like, heart attack and steak. (laughs) Creepy Um, and burger. Or are we doing it about, like... Michelle Williams. Oh. Okay. Okay. We're going to do this about Michelle Williams. And this is also about, like, let's really place this in the time for recording it. Like, what was she eating during the recording? (laughs) Like, what was her house like during the recording? Okay, no, we're digging in. We're keeping it, like, book-focused. The tea that she was ordering was so expensive, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. You think she's Amazoning like the most expensive <laughs> tea they have? Or she has like some website that's like a Danish tea house that Danish she Danish tea house, or she's going to her friend's store that is a tea house. Yes. She's like with the kids and she's like, um, could I get a little bag of the Rubois <laughs> chamomile throat healer? Yeah. <laughs> no, because her throat is going through it. Uh, like every day she's wearing like a new soft cardigan. <laughs> yes. That's like nine hundred dollars. Twelve and like just like a loose, stunning but slim pants. Wait, I take it back. One day she's wearing a twelve hundred dollar cardigan. The next day she's wearing like a cardigan that like actually like one of her sisters gave her. Well, also she's though, a little bit like hand me downs, like loving her hand me downs. Well, she recorded this probably September, August. Or maybe it was actually six months ago. Right. But celebrities are like in air All conditioning, cold. like so cold in a recording studio. She's definitely taking off the cardigan and it's a very like bell gray coated $600 black t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Or it's like one of her most loved, almost semi-thrashed. I'm trying oh, to put her in such a vintage place. Oh, no, I just she, think she is so thrashed. Because, okay, here's the thing is like, she obviously has all of her $600 designer t-shirts, but she also has like vintage tees. She and has like, like $85 vintage tees that she's buying at like a, one of those expensive vintage stores like on Rodeo or just like whatever, yeah. like in Greater Los Feliz. And like there are labels on the closet that say like winter t-shirts. Oh, you think she labels her closet? Someone labeled it for her. And I think it's a yellow thrash t-shirt. Yes. And then maybe it's like, maybe it's a rainbow. Maybe it's an old school or yeah. something like that. Because, wait, did she have kids with Heath Ledger? Famously. Because I feel like her daughter. Matilda. Matilda. Oh my God, of course, Matilda. I feel like Matilda's room. Is labeled. Is very like, do you remember that time we went to that really expensive like brownstone yes. in yes. Brooklyn Heights? And yes. the daughter's room was so like 
feminist art, but it was like really mood well boarded. organized. It was like the whole room was like a mood board that like the mom had made almost. Because it was also like, don't tape it on the walls. It was really like styled to be like a teen's room for Teen Vogue <laughs> yeah. almost with like hanging teacups from her favorite world cities. <laughs> yes. And then like fashion illustrations like mixed with stubs. And then like a sign that said like women's rights like framed or something. <laughs> I'm also imagining just like in the morning, Michelle is sitting at this big, long, rustic dining room table. Or maybe it's more corner in a nook. I take it back. She's in a nook. She's in like a day nook. With the Okay, tea. when she got sent the galley, was she reading it in the galley or was she reading it? Office. Like on a Barnes & Noble nook or like on a Kindle? No, I think the galley was paper. I feel like it was very protected. Oh, so it wasn't... Messenger. Yeah, okay. And I actually think she was sinking into like a comfortable couch and like there's a dog somewhere and I think she put on her big black glasses. Yes, she put on her big, thick black <laughs> thick actress black glasses. glasses being like, I'm reading a script. <laughs> and she was like, oh, this is heartbreaking. She takes out her iPhone titanium. <laughs> she immediately texts our best friend, Busy Phillips. Yeah. And she goes, this is heartbreaking. I have to do this. Oh, yeah. And Busy's like, I'm going to kill you if you yeah. don't do this. <laughs> Okay, so what else is she eating besides tea? Tea, I guess, like, because she is going on a lunch break. She's, like, escarole. Escarole salad. Escarole salad? Yeah. she Italian from Utica? (laughs) She's like, I'll get the dirty greens. (laughs) Extra parm, extra hot peppers. I feel like, because isn't she going to, like, whatever, like, dirty French and, like, getting an escarole salad with, like, grilled chicken? I assume they're... Or the grilled chicken out on for seven? Yeah, I guess it's, like, escarole grilled chicken, but I think they're ordering to the studio for her. I feel like she's not leaving midway. I guess I was saying on the day off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or they're like, that's all for today, Michelle. Thank you so much. And then she's like getting in a car. Yeah. And then is going to a dinner. But I feel like she's going to like maybe like Roman's, the Fort Green yeah. Italian restaurant. Yeah. And that's she's... why I'm saying that's girl. <laughs> okay. I see what you're saying. There's something Italian happening on the day off. <laughs> Italian on the day off, whatever, like the most like fennel normal salad. fennel salad, like <laughs> fennel on the, salad, like on recording day ordered. She's thing. having one twirl and, of you know, pasta. Okay, and one of the sound engineers is having a burrito, and she goes, "Ooh, that <laughs> looks so good." Yes. <laughs> he's like, "Oh, he's like, do you want me to get?" She's like, "No, like, oh, no, that's no. fine. I can't do rice when I'm recording. <laughs> <laughs> it, it explodes my lymph nodes." <laughs> Rice always does. I don't do rice on days we record. All right. Okay. Who are you at the Michelle, <laughs> the at the Michelle Williams recording studio? <laughs> I'm with her at Roman's. You're busy, Phillips, like <laughs> on the day off, like getting dinner? I hope so. I kind of think I'm busy getting dinner with her on the day off. Okay, I'm the sound engineer eating a burrito. Or are you... But aren't I also like the messenger bringing her the script? Yes, you're bringing her the script messenger. And I'm taking photos like really carefully of each single page <laughs> of Sending to me. Yeah, sending it to you. And, and me, immediately like, getting fired. <laughs> try not to like crinkle it. And it comes in, it's like you still like spill so much soy like sauce on it and halfway through the book. So uh, much like cold brew. All right, it's finally time for us to rate the Britney book. Oh, You've been waiting two episodes for this. It's so crazy to like even rate this. I know. It's so beyond rating. I mean, okay, I'll do it two ways. So first, I'll rate it as like a piece of literature. Okay. Which it is. <laughs> which it is. 
and like just straight piece of literature, not as like an event, not as a pop cultural event. Yeah. Disregarding the Michelle Williams reading of it. Yeah. Text only. Text only. I will give this book a 3.6 out of 5. Yeah, it's kind of what? Because the writing is obviously, it's very simple. There is a good amount of juice, but the whole book goes quickly, which I like, but the juice goes quickly too. Like, there's like fun tidbits in here, but it's not like... I'm with you on the 3.6 because I guess what I do like about the writing style of it is because it's so simple in Brittany. And like, it really does feel like it's written by her. And I no, actually... It's certainly not. It was well, 100% ghostwritten. Yeah, but I mean like the simplicity is still shining through in that Brittany way. There's a Brittany-ness to it. Like yes. obviously it's a ghostwriter. I do not think she sat <laughs> down to any computer. If you've seen her, her Instagram captions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, and I guess almost that's what would have brought it to a four for me if it was more Instagram captions. If it was just like, like so bad, bad shit. I wanted like, I would love an unhinged, not a girl, not yet a woman notes. That's like handwritten yeah. diary, big, loopy, cursive, crazy run on sentences. Yeah. And I feel like what she did was probably just like did voice memos and talked to whoever who did this. I, and then <laughs> they wrote trying to be Britney in a simple style. Yeah. I guess what I would like more of is, you know, I'm a process hoe. I would have loved a little bit more diving into the music, actually, and the production and the songwriting process for each of her albums, because they're all such amazing albums. And, like, the way she talks about it, like, remember that scene where she talks about one of her favorite recording sessions when she walked into the studio and there were five gigantic guys? Yes. <laughs> and there's just no explanation. And she was like, it was one of the most amazing hours. There were five gigantic guys in the room with me, and I sang my best. Which is, like... Right, we like the 264 page count of it all, but I would love, we hardly even talk about Toxic in yeah, this. I we would, don't even talk about I'm a Slave for You. Yeah, it's like, I would really just love her to like go into a little bit more like the songwriting process, like and the then, producers she right. worked with, like the sound they were trying to achieve. Like I love when you get so vinyl guy about, <laughs> like when you're like, man, I would have loved to sit down with the awesome Swedish producers. <laughs> Okay? You always say I'm Marin, but like you're being like, oh, Brittany, know. who are your guys? Who are your guys, dude? <laughs> who are your guys? So that's what I was loving. But, you know, as a cultural event, I think this book really does deliver. I think it's 10 out of 10 of a cultural event. I loved the build up to it. I loved the there, audio. There, there are villains. like, And the Michelle really, Tour. really nails it. Our friend of the pod, Dan Dodario, wrote a really great review of her, her performance. Record. Okay. Oh, amazing. Yeah. And he said this thing where it's like she basically achieves this kind of like ecstatic truth of the Britney experience. It's so true. I was in even it in a it, second. Even though you know even you're though listening she's to like Michelle Williams being Southern. And like doing this Vanessa Redgrave, Tennessee Williams play, you're just like. But at the end, you're like, I'm listening to what is true. Yeah. I would say also this book, like, in terms of memoir, because you know, we've read so many, you can't separate also just, like, the quote-unquote, like, juice that's in here from, like, her being conservatorship. Like, the release of a book after someone has been told not to speak for 14 years yeah. is just so important unto itself. Yeah. So if, like, an alien was coming to Earth I would and just they be say like, what memoir to read, I almost wouldn't just be like, the woman in me, like, this is insane. Yes. This is like this is American celebrity. This, this is, is celebrity. Fame. This is fame. This is, this is misogyny. This is women. This is music. Like, this is what our this society does. This is the past 20 years. Yes. This is what we have asked of the people who represent us. We have asked them to suffer for us and suffer she has. 
And she hasn't. Now she's free. And yet she's still kind of like in her mansion, like doing weird dance moves. Yeah, well, she's finding herself. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit like fly away home. Like you can do stuff no, now, you Brittany. Can go. Like go to Dusseldorf. No, go to I mean, Paris. I think she has some Stockholm syndrome where yeah. she's like obviously so scared to leave because every time she left. No, I know. You know, what happened? Right. We didn't even talk about the shaved head. We didn't even talk about the shaved head. But we all are, we're there. We we're, remember. We're I remember texting you. I was <sighs> with a friend about Arabella in her apartment in New York City. I was a <sighs> sophomore in college. And we were like on like just Jared.net or whatever, <laughs> yeah. or like Perez Hilton. And we were like, oh my God, Britney shaved her head. And I text you, go, Britney shaved her head. And you go, what? No, she didn't. I was like, yeah, she's a dyke now. Oh, stop. <laughs> and you were like, shut the fuck up. Oh my God. <laughs> if we could only get our Nokia receipts. Also, it's like typing that on the like beep, beep, beep. The T9. On the, uh, the T9. <gasps> you broke the news to me. Yeah. Wow, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm always sort of the parental of my day. Yeah. Wow. Well, you guys, thanks for listening along. Thank you. I just, I'm thanking Brittany. Thank you, Brittany, thank for you, Brittany, sharing, for sharing your, your story. story and being brave. And like, I want you to go to more gay bars in Milan. Go to gay bars in Milan and like, don't feel that you need to like do a whatever like post conservatorship album like. Yeah. If you don't want to record, don't record. Like celebrities that just don't want to sing anymore. Let's let them go. Go gentle into that good night. So goodbye, Brittany. I guess. <laughs> no, no, you're killing her. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, we love you. All right. Okay. Best. best. This episode of Celebrity Book Club with Stephen and Lily was executive produced by Christina Everett. It was produced by Darby Masters. Supervising producer was Abu Zafar, and he recorded us at his Los Angeles home. Our theme song was mixed by Max Martin, and it was written by Stephen Phillips Horst. I found this artist a few years ago when I was allowed my phone back, and I got on Instagram, and I found this really trippy artist. I love creative people. Anyway, his name is Teddy Blanks. He did our image... He did the image work. The image work. For the cover of our podcast, which was so important. And when they tell you that artists' visuals don't matter, they're wrong. Our podcast, we used to be on this record label that we originally co-created the podcast with. That's Prologue Projects. That was down in Destin, Florida. Yeah, Destin, Florida. And um, if you want more information about us or... You know, you want to hear more of the of the pot. We do extra episodes all the time on Fridays. So you head over to patreon.com slash CBC the pod. And well, you're liable to just laugh your little tits off. Don't forget us. I, we have so much fun on Instagram. Oh, yeah. So CBC the pod. Oh, yeah, it's so fun over there. Real I love fun. it. Real fun. All right, y'all. Be safe. Stay blessed. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.